drink and dance all night. Now let's talk of diapers and pacifiers and our pants are feeling tight. Bottle service with BKP. Bottle service with BKP. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bottle Service. I'm your host, Sarah Merrill Hall. I hope you missed me. It's been a hot minute since I've been back on the microphone. Oh my God. Uh, Last time I was on here, I was getting ready for birth. Now it's been actually about six weeks post-birth, and I'm back to tell you all about it, all the nitty-gritty details you probably never wanted to know. Um, But yeah, I mean, I needed a little bit of time. I, I actually... It's funny, when I went in to birth, I really thought like I would be back on the microphone a week later to kind of tell the whole story. And like, how adorable of me to think that. How freaking cute is that? Like, I look back and laugh because holy shit, like the first few weeks that you have a newborn in your life, like it's all such a blur. Um... I you're basically just surviving, you know, like getting through each week. It's it's a it's a whole it's a shit show. It's a shit show. A wonderful, beautiful shit show. Um, but there was no way I was gonna be able to get work done. So that was cute of me to think that that was even possible. But here we are. It's been a couple of weeks. I'm actually glad I had a little bit more time to kind of like process what the hell just happened. My birth story isn't like awesome. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. Um I'm going to actually tell you that off the bat because this is actually important for me. I wanted to specify this for anybody listening to this episode who is about to give birth. You know, I don't want you to listen to this if you if you're nervous, you know? Like I don't want to contribute to anybody's fear around giving birth. I can tell you firsthand when I was getting ready to give birth, I didn't want to hear any negative stories. Like honestly, I was like, unless you're telling me that it was like the best day of your life, like do not slide into my DMs. Like I just don't want to hear any negative stories, any challenges, anything that could go wrong because like I will internalize that and and be more scared walking into birth. So off the bat, I just wanted to like preface this episode with that. Like if you've just gone through all the episodes and you're getting ready for birth, like, and you're nervous, like maybe save this one for afterwards. We'll come back. We'll compare notes. I'll actually, I'll even tell you all of the things you need to know. I'll tell you all the good things at the beginning of this um, so that you don't even have to listen to the birth story. Okay. How about that? How about that? Everything you need to know, here it is. Number one, This story ends with me and my baby being healthy and happy. That's that's how this story goes. Okay, everyone survived. You know, it worked out. um, And oh, my God, it is so good. I have to tell you, it is so great to be on the other side of this. Like I I really struggled through pregnancy. Like, honest to God, I hated it. Okay, I freaking hated it. Every day was pretty much miserable for me. And I'm really happy to be on the other side of this. It's been awesome. I love my baby. Oh my God. Little Bodie Hall is here. He is perfect. I'm obsessed with him. It's so good. It's so good, guys, on the other side. So take that with a grain of salt before we get into the birth story that this is all 
wonderful. It's all really good on the other side. Also, something my doula told me before going into birth that actually really helped me. She said, she said, you know, everybody has a harrowing birth story. Like everybody has like a really scary, crazy birth story. And it was like, you know, so insane. And, and the truth is she's like, I've been through hundreds of births, like probably over 500 births. And you know how many emergencies I've seen? Zero. She's like, a lot of this stuff is pretty run of the mill. And it's just really scary when it's happening to you, you know, like it's, it's very harrowing when it's happening to you. And especially all of us who our first timers going into birth, you know, any little hiccup, anything that happens is really scary and it feels like an emergency. But the truth of the matter with this story is that everything was fine medically. Everything was okay. You know, so that's another thing to keep in mind. Um, Also, you know, my story, it's important to keep in mind that just because something happened to me doesn't mean it's going to happen to you. Doesn't mean it's going to happen to another person. I like to say birth stories are like snowflakes. Like every single one is different. And then the biggest, the biggest thing, the biggest part of this is just how worth it this whole thing was. Like I, I can honestly say that to you now, like after going through every week of pregnancy on this podcast and you know, telling you how miserable I was throughout the entire process, all of the tears, all of the discomfort, all of the pain, all of the nausea going through this birth story that I'm going to tell you about in just a second. Like it was, I would do it all again in a second, which is really, I'm surprised by that, to be honest. Like I, I, I've heard people say that and I didn't necessarily think it was like totally true. It is like I it is so worth it. Having my little baby here is uh, it's a miracle. It's a freaking miracle. I finally understand why people do this. <laughs> you know, I think I, that's something I said throughout pregnancy. I was like, the fact that we have a human race is a mystery to me because the fact that women like go through this and then decide to go through it again, like seemed insane to me. And now I totally get it. I am just, ugh so freaking in love with my little, my little boy, my little Bodie man. He's so cute. Ugh, I can't, I can't get over it. And it's just such a joy. Like it's hard to put into words, like how much you love your baby. Like I, from the second I met him, it was just, it's like, it's a life, it's a game changer. It's life changing. It's beautiful. It's magical. It's amazing. So (laughs) before I get into this story, I just wanted to put that out there that I would do it all again in a second. So it can't be that traumatic, right? All right. So let me just tell you how it went down. First of all, but the day before going into birth and my birth story is going to be a lot different. And I, it makes me sad that I don't, I don't have like a more traditional, um, you know, I didn't have the whole, like I went into labor, my water broke and I rushed to the hospital. Like, I feel like those stories are so cool. And so many of you listening to like, that is how it normally goes down. My birth story is going to be a little bit different because it was scheduled. It was a scheduled, uh, C-section, which is one of the more uncommon methods of delivery that there are. I mean, a lot of people do it or a lot of people go into natural labor and then end up getting a C-section. But it is, I, I always, I thought it was very strange to like schedule the date and time that you went in and delivered your baby, but that's what happened. And then about the day before, you know, I knew when I was going in about the day before I really, I felt like this, 
panic attack brewing, you know, like I, 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 I get panic attacks. I know when they're coming. I, I know the little, it's like my spidey senses start tingling. I'm like, oh shit, here we go. And, um, I could definitely feel it, you know, obviously, I mean, it's warranted. It's a really scary thing that I was going through. There's so many unknowns when you're going into birth, especially for the first time and really probably anytime, because like I said, even if you've had a kid, you're going into delivery, you never know what, what's going to go down. So I was getting really, really anxious the day before. And I did all the things like I went and got a prenatal massage. You know, Brandon went and got me my favorite meal in Nashville. We had a nice dinner. I took a bubble bath. But like I was just I was really not feeling great. And that did translate into when I went into the hospital the next morning. So I went in, you know, we went in at 6 a.m., still not feeling good. Like basically my mentality was like, I just got to get in there and get this over with. Like, let me just get in, get it out, over with. So we walk in and then there's a couple like random hiccups, like right when we got there and they were so small and like not big deals, but it just, they all kind of, it, it, it's, it slowly just kind of crept into me feeling more and more anxious. Like I got there and, um, one of the one of the things I went to go check in and they didn't have my name down. I'm like, what do you mean? And they had my name under my maiden name, which was really strange. And I'd actually jumped through a lot of hoops to, you know, get my health insurance card changed over, get my social security ch- name changed over to my marital name. So I was just like annoyed when we got there and they had it under my maiden name. It took a couple, like an extra like 30 minutes to get everything like in the system changed. Then they wouldn't let my doula in the hospital with us, which was just kind of weird. Um, they eventually did, but there was just like, like I said, a couple hiccups, like right when we got to the hospital, like things were just, it wasn't like a se- it wasn't seamless. It wasn't smooth. And I was already on edge and these things just started like contributing to me starting to spiral. So we finally get to the back, um, you know, our room where they have me change into scrubs and all of that. I'm really not feeling good. Then they bring in the IV. Since like uh, there was a couple hiccups, once we got back there, it was like light speed. They're like, okay, we got to get you set up, ready for surgery. And so it just started moving really fast. Um, The IV, one thing I didn't realize, I don't know if we talked about this, but like (laughs) if you've listened to the whole bottle service podcast, you know I don't do well with IVs or shots or blood or anything really um, when it comes to like hospitals. So they go to give me my IV and it's in a different spot. Like it's supposed to be, I, you know, I had gotten IVs before, like in the, where your the crease where your elbow is. And this was in my wrist. And for some reason, like that really sent me, like, I just started getting like nauseous and like started really crying at this point, getting my IV in. So you guys listening are probably already like, wow, this chick is a pussy. And I am, and I absolutely am. Okay. So we're getting close to go time. And at this stage, they, you know, bring me back to get my spinal tap. And I think this is pretty similar if you're getting an epidural. They basically bring you into a room. You're by yourself. You can't have somebody with you. Like I would have loved to have Brandon in the room with me, but it's, you know, I guess they have to be very careful um, because they're placing a large needle into your spinal cord. So they bring you back to that room. I am at this stage like starting to really have a panic attack and I'm shaking my whole body shaking and the guy is like getting irritated with me. I get it (laughs) to be honest, but he's like, I can't put this in your back 
until you stop shaking. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this isn't, I'm not like trying to shake here. Like I'm just like actually spiraling. So it takes a couple of minutes. Um, you know, different nurses are like trying to calm me down. I'm just like, <gasps> like, you know, like one of those cries, which is always a good time. Um, finally they get the spinal tap in. I should also mention this is in the same room that I'm having surgery in. Like I'm in the the OR is I think what they call it. I don't know. I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy in 2011. Um, but anyway, so I'm in the same room. My, my spinal tap goes in and pretty quickly, like my lower half of my body starts to go numb. It takes a couple nurses to come over, pick my legs up, lay me out on the table. What seemed like a pretty long time, like all in all, maybe like 10 minutes, maybe longer. I don't know until like they would finally let Brandon and my doula into the room. And like things are just moving quickly. You know, like there's like a lot of people in there. There's, you know, my doctor's there, like is in the room now. Um, everyone's kind of just getting set up. Anesthesiologist is there, a couple nurses. Um, and like my lower ba- body is completely numb. Like I think on an epidural, you can maybe move a little bit. Um, I can't move anything. Like I am a fucking limp noodle. So, um, Around this time, they get ready to start surgery. Brandon's at my head. Um, she she just like, you know, they put up a curtain. I asked for like, like, I guess you can get some curtains that you can see through and like see what's going on. I was like, do me a favor. Don't give me that one. I don't want to see shit. So she starts surgery and pretty much like they they basically say to me, they're like, did you feel that? I'm like, no. And they're like, okay, great. Because we just like cut you open. I'm like, okay, cool. And here's where, like, if I could go back in time, I wish that I could have, I could have, like, not known what the process looked like. Like, I think I mentioned that when my last doctor's appointment, they walked me through exactly everything that was going to happen in surgery. And I kind of wish that they didn't because then what happened is, like, she started surgery and I'm just picturing what's going on. Like, I can't see anything. I can't feel anything. But... I am definitely picturing them like, you know, cutting my abdomen open and all of that stuff. So I'm like, I'm hating it. You know, like I'm just like crying. I'm like really upset. And then one thing that my doula did prep me for, and I think I mentioned this on one of the prep episodes, but she did say like, you're going to, you're not going to feel pain, but you are going to feel like tugging and motion and stuff like that. And that I I think was like a little still, even though I knew that was going to happen, I think I was a little unprepared for how much of that I was going to feel like I feel my body like shifting around, like being tugged and that coupled with the picturing of what was going on. I was just like miserable, like just, just not, it's not a walk in the park, you know, and I think no matter what, how you're giving birth, that's true for everyone. It's just, I'm not loving this. Like I'm literally looking at Brandon and getting tugged and pulled and I'm feeling like sick to my stomach, just imagining what's happening. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, Brandon, this is so bad. This is so bad. He's like, you're doing great. Just calm down. I'm like, "Uh, no, like you don't understand. This is so bad. I'm like, please promise me we're never doing this again. I swear to God, this is our only kid. This is our only kid. Promise me we'll never make me do this again. Like just like over and over and over again. He's like half laughing. He's like, you're doing great. You're doing great. You're also hearing everything that's going on. And I'm just, you know, it's taking like, 
they say a C-section is about like 40 to 45 minutes, which seems very uh, quick. And it is um, in the hindsight of everything. But oh my God, every minute that they are doing this felt like an eternity. And eventually, you know, the doctor is like, okay, we're getting, we're getting close to baby. We're about to get baby. She's like, get ready for a lot of pressure. Get ready to feel a lot of pressure. I'm like, okay, okay. And then, you know, finally you do feel this like weird, like almost pressure release valve goes off in your stomach where I'd like to think like the visual is like, you know, they're pulling the baby out. Your organs that have all been stuffed up there are like, you know, going back down and they pull the baby out of my stomach and you hear like the first thing I hear is just the baby cries. Oh my God, I'm going to like cry. Um, you just hear the baby start crying and they're like, he's here, he's here. And she lifts him up over the curtain. Brandon and I are both like screaming. Like I'm like, I'm like, like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Brandon's like, Oh my God, you did it. You did it. We're both like screaming, crying, it's, it's like a moment that is burned in my brain forever. Um, but it's, it, it was, it's just, it's unbelievable. Like, and they show you your baby and like, first of all, my baby is like covered in like, like disgusting, like white tar, like whatever in blood and all of that. And I'm like, he's so cute, you know, like, and of course they're not, but like, you just, you're just so overcome in the moment. So that moment was unbelievable. And they call out his birth time because there's a big, there's a big clock next to me on the wall. And she's like, okay, born at 9am on the dot. And they get, she gives him over to the nurses to go clean up, like clean him up and check his vitals. And then when we had talked about my birth plan with the doctor, you know, I had asked, I'm like, I want immediate skin to skin. And she's like, yes, what, what, what will happen is we're going to hand them to the nurses. He'll, they'll check his vitals, make sure everything's okay. And then he'll go right on your chest. And I was like, how long? She's like, it takes about one to two minutes. Okay. So they hand the baby off. My, they hand my baby off to the nurses. I'm watching the clock. 901 goes by. Okay. She said it takes one to two minutes. 902 goes by. 905 goes by. And I'm like, something's wrong what's happening. And I, you know, I'm asking the nurse next to me, the nurse is like, um, let me check. And then I'm like, what's going on? And then 906 goes by, 907 goes by. I'm like, what's happening? Like the baby is still not on me. And at like 908 at this point, one of the nurses comes over and is like, the baby's having a little bit of trouble breathing. We're going to have to bring him to a transitional room. And I'm just like, what? You know, like I'm still so out of it. I'm drugged up. I'm fucked up, like really. And I'm I'm like, what? What's going on? What's going on? Brandon like goes, leaves my side to go check on the baby and see what's happening. It just felt like there was like a, a long window of time where I'm laying on the table, not understanding what's going on. They said something like my baby's not breathing and I like absolutely lose it. Um, it's, it's this, this window of time in this story is like, like the worst moments of my life. Um, but they basically finally, like my doula, my doula is the person in surgery who like 
I'm so happy she was there because she just explained to me what was going on. Like the nurses like didn't really explain to me what was happening. They just kind of told me what was happening. And my doula is like, listen, like this happens. She's like, it's totally fine. They're bringing him to a transitional room. That means he's not going to the NICU. Like he's not going to an emergency room. They're just taking him to another room to do observations. And um, like it's like a they call it a transitional room because, you know, if, if things are bad, they'll bring him to the NICU. But if not, they'll they'll bring him over to you. I'm like, how long? Like, when am I going to get my baby? They're like, she's like, I don't know. She goes to talk to the nurses. The nurse is like, you could get him in like an hour or two. I'm like, what do you mean? Like freaking out. Still, as this is happening, I have to mention, like, I'm still getting cut through and like sewn up. I don't really know what's going on down there. But like, you know, I'm still getting tugged on like muscles are getting, you know, stitched together and it's just it's it it's not a good time let me tell you and so they basically bring the baby over to me they bring the baby over to me he's already wrapped up but like they let me like at least like kiss him on the cheek before like like rushing him out of the room basically and at this stage I am just I am just losing it like hyperventilating convulsing like full body convulsions Brandon's like trying to hold me down I'm like I'm like I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up and um at this stage like the anesthesiologist is like trying to like put something under my nose to help me not throw up I'm like no I'm gonna throw up and then he's like okay I'm giving you anti-nausea medicine I'm like I'm still gonna throw up he gives me like (laughs) he gives me this like tray he gives well, he gives Brandon this tray to hold for my throw up, which is like, in hindsight, kind of comical. It's like the smallest tray I've ever seen. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna like literally puke all over Brandon. Luckily, I don't actually puke. I'm just like dry heaving, which like, oh my god, when you're dry heaving, your like abdomen is is tightening up, which I can't explain. Like when your abdomen is cut open and you're dry heaving at the same time, it is like a feeling I never, ever, ever want to experience again. It was pretty, pretty horrific. Um, And I will just say like this, this like 20 minute stretch of time. No, I still have probably, yeah, I probably still have like about 30 minutes left in surgery from the time they like take my baby out of the room. Um maybe like 20 to 20 to 30 minutes. I don't know. I was really, really out of it at this stage. And like, it's just when I look back on it, I'm like, that was the worst thing that I've ever been through. Like I, I I will say too, like a couple weeks, a couple weeks after surgery, I was like, after this all went down, I was watching Netflix and I was watching like they have a series called babies where it's all about like animal babies. And so and it actually like set me over the edge because it showed like all these different animal babies like being born and like the moments after they're born, like the mother, it's just the baby and the mom and the mom is, you know, like licking them or doing whatever they're doing, like getting them accustomed. Like I just couldn't help but think like how unnatural it is to birth a baby and then have that baby taken away from you like immediately. Like that's like when I think about it, that's what like really fucks me up is I'm like, I, it was just so hor. It's like the worst feeling ever to have, like to, to not have my baby in my arms, like right after birthing him. And I'm like, still <laughs> probably one of the reasons I wanted to wait six weeks to record this episode. I'm like, I couldn't even like talking about it is hurts. Like to be honest, um and I even told Brandon after all this went down I was like I am going to need so much therapy after this 
anyway so he goes I'm getting stitched up I'm just like oh at this time I'm Brandon's still holding the throw up tray I'm like convulsing I'm dry heaving I'm screaming I'm crying finally the anesthesiologist is like do you want me to sedate you I'm like yes yes sedate me and then I hear something about he's like something cc's fentanyl and they gave me fentanyl um, to just calm me down because I was really, really not doing well. Um, so they gave me fentanyl. And then like within a few seconds, like I feel like my whole body kind of go into like a number state, like the body convulsions. Like I was like physically convulsing on the table that stopped. I stopped like screaming, like my ability to like really speak or talk kind of went away. And the panic was like a lot less, but um, I, I was still coherent like I still like knew what was going on um so finally like surgery wraps up they wheel me into another room I am so fucked up at this point and they wheel they wheel you basically not into a room but you're in like a recovery area where like you're it's all just like kind of separated by curtains and you know a lot of the other moms who had gone through surgery are there and I can hear like they're with their babies like babies are crying and I'm just there and I'm like, oh my God, I'm like empty handed, you know, like I'm getting wheeled into this room just like without my baby. And I can't, I can just can't put into words like how bad that feels. Um, but everyone, I think they put me in this room and it's just, they basically leave me. It's like me, Brandon and my doula in this room. I think Brandon thinks I'm sleeping because like I said, like after the fentanyl and everything, like you're just like kind of like comatose, like you're I couldn't move my eyes I couldn't really speak I think like the only things I could really say like it would take like all the ounces of energy in me to just whisper like where's where is he like where is the baby like just trying to like because I still like now periods of time have gone by I still haven't gotten any updates and um they doula basically said like you know they're they said it could be one to two hours after an hour we're gonna ask for um an update and I'm laying there basically my doula and Brandon were talking about everything and it's funny because Brandon tried to tell me about it later he's like oh she taught me about this and told me about this I'm like I know I was there he's like no you were sleeping I'm like no I was I was fully conscious I just couldn't move or like open my eyes or anything so she kind of was explaining to Brandon in this moment that this is actually it's pretty common in c-section births because what happens is when you're giving birth vaginally like the there's still like a lot of fluid in the baby's lungs um and once you I think when you're like pushing them out vaginally it kind of like pushes out a lot of that fluid is kind of how she explained it she's like but in cesarean books births are just taken right out and sometimes there can be extra fluid in their lungs which makes it harder for them to breathe so like that you know that made me feel better to know like okay this happens and you know about an they're talking about an hour goes by and she's like okay it's been an hour like telling Brandon she's like you need to find a nurse and ask for an update because they said that they would give them to you um this is where I say like oh people ask me like was it worth it to have your doula there especially having a c-section usually they're you only have them for like normal births and like I will say it was 100% so worth it to have her there because she just knew what to do was able to explain things to us and was able to advocate for us. Like no one was kind of giving us updates. She's like, no, like grab the doctor at grab a nurse and ask them for an update like ASAP. So that's what happened. Um, the, the, the nurse comes back and says, you know, there, he's still having trouble. Like now he's breathing really fast, but it should be about another 45 minutes to an hour. We'll have another 
update for you. So he's still having trouble breathing. Finally, after two hours, they're like, okay, he's, they're like, we can bring him to you, but you can, we also need to set you up in your, in your actual hospital room. So we'll wait to, you know, we'll wheel you up to your hospital room and then we'll bring the baby to you. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like basically comatose and I'm like, no, <laughs> like I like muster up the words to be like, no, like I want the baby now. So they finally like reluctantly kind of, which was weird, like go and get the baby and bring him to me in that recovery room. And this is what's crazy is they finally give the baby to me. And I have to say, like, I am in the worst state I've ever been in my life. Like I am just an absolute wreck. There's actually like a picture of this moment that, um, is like such an it's like the worst photo of me ever taken but it's such an amazing photo when I look back at it because it's like the moment that they're putting the baby on me and like my I'm unrecognizable like my face is swollen like my eyes are bloodshot like I am just in the worst day ever but they put this they finally give the baby to me they put him on my chest and like within seconds like my brain like it's just the best feeling in the whole world like my whole I feel like every like serotonin and dopamine receptor like went off in my brain and within seconds like I calmed down like my breathing went back to normal and then the the nurse is like oh now he's breathing normally too like he like there's such like a magic but between like that first moment when you have skin to skin with your baby that I think is like so important and I'll never forget like that feeling as long as I live um it was unbelievable. It's just the best. And sure enough, like that's all both of us needed. Like he starts breathing normally. I start breathing normally. Like my face, like all my, the muscles in my body that had been so tense up until this point, like melt. And like, I went from having the worst, you know, moment of my life to having like the absolute best moment of my life, which is so hard to like wrap your brain around. Like it's hard for me to wrap my brain around and it happened. Um, but it's amazing. They put him on me. I'm like instantly so in love with this kid. Oh my God. From there, you know, another 30 minutes, it, it ended up because they brought him to me there. They ended up, they had to like delay me getting into the hospital room, but like it didn't give a shit about any of that. And, you know, eventually we got up to our hospital room. I'm just like in heaven at this point. Like me and the baby are just like, we're so happy. We snuggled up on my chest. I'm like so, so okay at this point you know so much better at this point and finally like at a certain point it's just me Brandon and our new baby in in the hospital room together and it's just like oh my god I look at him and I'm like this is like let's do it again (laughs) he's like are you nuts he's like are you actually insane I'm like oh my god let's have five more let's do it let's do it I'm ready let's do it he's like oh my god he's like I thought you were gonna die earlier today like you were just losing your mind I'm like what can I tell you? This is, this is unbelievable. So that's how it went down. It was a really rough, you know, couple hours in my life, but it gave me my son Bodie who we, I just, I, you know, to say like, I love him and am so obsessed with him is just like the understatement of the year. I look at him, I melt and it's so hard to like describe like how much you love your your baby like I you know I've heard people say it before like it's so so amazing it's indescribable and all of that and it really it really is like it's so hard to 
explain like what those first few moments with your baby are like it's just magic and now it's even been six weeks and I can tell you like every time there's so many moments during the day that I'm I'm just at like level 10 joy like looking at this baby or he like holds my hand or he cuddles up on my chest and there's like a lot of hard shit too like trust me when I say there's a lot of hard shit that first you know a couple weeks postpartum it's not a walk in the park either but like there's so it's all just at least for me has been very 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 worth it and like I think back to my life like pre-baby what it would take to achieve like level 10 joy you know like you know sometimes I would reach level 10 joy on like a vacation with my friends or like in like really like like a lot of shit had to align for me to like feel like level 10 joy and now I'm telling you I get it like multiple times a day like with this baby it's just it's amazing it's such like a a new part of life a new chapter of life and all I can say is like it's it was all just so worth it so worth it so many people who have slid into my dms over the last few weeks my bottle service girls some of you who have been going through pregnancy who are having shit times or like it, it is worth it right i'm i'm here to tell you yes 100 percent, 100 percent. just get through what you need to get through and when you are snuggled up with your little perfect angel baby at the end of this you remember what i said you're gonna be like sarah was right it was all so worth it Okay. So uh, yeah, that, that's my little birth story. That's I think enough for one episode <laughs> with this. I've honestly been thinking, I'm like, how am I going to come back on this podcast? Cause there is like, I could have done an entire podcast season on just the first week of having your baby. Like there's so much shit that goes on right away, you know, like within hours of you know, getting handed your baby, you got to learn, you got to learn breastfeeding. Like that is a whole fucking thing. Trust me, was not great for me. There's just so much postpartum to talk about. Like there's so many little things and big things. I mean, I'll say like the sleep deprivation is insane. Um, you know, postpartum pain, like postpartum recovery has been pretty intense for me. I'm not going to lie. Like I know a C-section is different than a vaginal birth, but even vaginal birth recovery can be really challenging too. Um, I'm about six weeks out and I'm still in very much in recovery. Like I am not where I thought I would be. Um, breastfeeding is a whole thing. I mean, there's just, you know, navigating your new role as a mom. Like there's just so much crazy shit that hits you all at once when you go into postpartum. So, I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this podcast, how I was going to do it. I feel like I'll probably just like break these up into little topics and come back each week and tell you about one particular thing, how I've been getting through it. Um, I'd love to bring in a couple experts, especially especially when it comes to like uh, recovery with vaginal birth and all of that, just because I haven't been through it and I don't want to leave any of you guys hanging. So if you're listening to this, this is the time definitely slide into my DMs, message me. I want to know what you guys want to know about when it comes to postpartum. I'm going to be working on this podcast for the next few weeks, even before I put it up. But um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was probably a little bit of um, a tough one to get through. It was tough for me to tell it. Let me tell you, I'm kind of glad that it's over now. Now that I've told the story, I hope that I can kind of like stop thinking about it as much. Uh, now that it's out there, I can just kind of close the book on that chapter and start to move on. 
but yeah, come back, come back. Um, and we'll, we'll talk about all types of things when it comes back to postpartum. And of course, if you're liking this show, <laughs> make sure to leave five stars on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends who are public, who are pregnant. That's like the biggest thing I have to say. The number one thing you can do for me, aside from leaving a review, which is very, very appreciated. It only takes a couple seconds. But when you guys send this podcast to your friends who are pregnant, who are expecting, like I've gotten a lot of DMs from girls who found this show from their friends. And um, it, it's it's what makes the show live on. It's what makes the show happen. So thank you for doing that. Pass it along and join me next week because we're, we're just getting started, baby. We're getting started on this little postpartum journey together. So until then, thank you for bumping along with me.